0: lovelies and welcome to another edition of lgbt in the ring your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling i am your host Brian Bell here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network. And it is a, a big, huge, momentous week here on the show because we are closing out QWI season, closing out our year end awards here with the fan voted 2021 QWI Awards. We have 14 categories all of them needing winners, and I. before we get into the show, because there's a, a lot uh, to announce and a lot to celebrate, I'm very happy to be joined by um, M. Fear and Val Pancakes from the Grit and Glitter podcast, as well as the Stack with Bald Monkeys to run through uh, this year's nominees and winners. Um, I celebrate everyone that uh, was nominated uh, on this show, uh, this year's list as well as you know all the people that were nominated that didn't make the final cut for nominations as well i think that you know looking through the copious amounts of submissions that you all sent in and and seeing where the cards fell uh, was an amazing experience and to see the the diversity and names that were nominated and the amount of different names that were nominated was truly truly heartwarming um and I will also say thank you so much for being patient. Uh, if you've been following on Twitter today <laughs> and, and last night, uh, you know that I've been experiencing some uh, rather large technical issues uh, in the form of a computer. Uh, and so it's taken a little bit longer to get this episode up than I would have liked, but I I work tirelessly for all of you. And I'm excited for you all to finally learn the 2021 qwi awards winners um so i'm not going to waste much time here on the intro we're going to jump right into things i do want to make one quick note though um a correction on my part um whenever we were doing the writer journalist of the year award uh during the show here i mistakenly referred to uh lizzie flanagan aka lizzie lucha as a writer for lucha blog that is not true that is a flub on my end she is a writer for lucha central so I just wanted to make sure that I had that out there and corrected up front um, and so that no one was confused um, in the body of this. And also, you can go check out our stuff at Lucha Central. So with that being said, here are your winners for the QWI 2021. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And this week, the the list is out. The list is done for 2021, which leaves one more QWI-related thing left to do. That is the fan-voted QWI Awards. We have 14 awards to give out today. And here to help me do that are two stellar stellar podcast hosts in their own right. First off, from Grit and Glitter, please welcome M. Fear. M, how are you doing?
1: Oh, hi, Brian. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, doing good. Uh, tired. Gonna take a nap soon, but it's all right. We're good. I'm feeling all I'm, right.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I keep getting the question of like, "Hey, are you ready for the holidays?" And I'm like, "What? No. No.
0: Nah.
1: <laughs> still two weeks. More two obligations.
0: Weeks. Hooray! Hooray!
1: <laughs> like we don't have any more. But I'm I'm really thrilled to get to to chat uh, chat about this awards with you today because uh, this is really exciting.
0: I am stoked to have you here, as well as our second guest, also from Grit and Glitter, part of the Glitterati, as well as the stack over on the Bald Monkeys uh, podcast network. Please welcome Val Pancakes. Val, how are you doing? I am great. I am ready to
2: go for the holidays because it is me and my cat and I'm not doing anything. And it is beautiful and wonderful and I can't wait to sit around and do nothing.
0: You're just out here um, living the life that we all wish we had. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I mean, I have no obligations and it's fantastic.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love, I kind of do love having a kid the age that my kid is because if I need an excuse to get out of anything for the holidays, it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, but I get, you know, I, uh. <laughs> so, it's you know, but at least there's a, there's a break there, but. Ben. it's all the family stuff that you can't avoid even with those excuses so i uh live live it up for the for the rest of us Val pancakes live it up yep Hell yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna probably watch some wrestling
2: um uh, my mom already sent me my christmas goodies so uh i'm set
0: <laughs> well um now that we have both of you here we're set as well to talk about these qwi awards um because obviously like i said at the opening of the show we had the qwi 200 list come out over the course of the last week, which was stellar and awesome to see, I'll once again congratulate Billy Dixon on the number one spot there. Um, but we also have the fan-voted awards um, a, across a slew of different categories here, and you know, let's just jump right into it. Let's just jump right in, into things here and start off with promotion of the year. So this is an award that's given to. Uh, pro wrestling promotion that is at least partially LGBTQ led. That's the only qualification partially, if not fully LGBTQ led. Um, There were a number of nominations uh, from, from everybody, but the top five vote getters for this year were Paris is bumping pride championship wrestling out of San Antonio, which is awesome to see them get a nod uh, butch versus Gore. So we got a double, Billy Dixon shot there. Um, Full Force Wrestling, which is out of the UK. And then, of course, uh, the Accidental Phenomenon Hood Slam as well. (laughs) So those are our top five there. And the winner with 33.5% of the vote, Paris is bumping. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I honestly, like, this is kind of right along where, where i was at with this like i love all the promotions that were nominated but like i don't know what it was about Paris's bumping this year it was just such a a fun and off the wall show um that was just stellar i'm curious to hear y'all's thoughts on on Paris's bumping
2: i loved how creative it was it was more than just a wrestling show like there were so many elements to it and that's that's what I really loved about Paris is bumping is it it seamlessly connected so many different things.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I love everything about the presentation of it. I love the style. I love the the variety on the roster. I love how well it marries the worlds that it's trying to to bring together. Um, it's one thing to attempt to do a hybrid like bringing ball into wrestling, but it's another thing to do it so well, like so smoothly make it so that it feels from an audience perspective. Duh, obviously this works. Why hasn't someone done this before? And to cause that reaction, you need a certain level of confidence in the way that you're presenting what you were presenting and Billy Dixon and everyone that he had brought into this project, exude that 100%, 100 percent one hundred thousand percent. like it feels as if they've been doing this for a decade and it was the second show
0: yeah like it was just i, I love what what billy has done with with the branding of this this show in particular and obviously like these nominations were put together and released before pro wrestling vibes creation where it brought butch versus gore and paris is bumping together under one banner so um in a way it's a win for pro wrestling vibe as well, but I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the, the idea behind it. And I'm excited to see the next iteration of it and just see where it keeps going, because I don't know, like considering how amazing, like the, the first couple of events were like, this really has become a, a standout event for um, the queer community in pro wrestling. I feel on a yearly mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, with that, we're going to move on to our next award, which uh, is, I have an interesting backstory to this one a little bit, because um, on the initial uh, nomination form that I put out, I listed a award, award for Rookie of the Year. And the responses that elicited were plenty of people who would be considered rookies, but then plenty of people that weren't necessarily rookies, but were just starting to get their name and profile kind of put in front of more eyes, more of a breakout sort mm-hmm. of feeling. So I ended up splitting the nominations into two separate awards. So we have a rookie of the year and a breakout star of the year um, based off of those. So that's that's where that one just magically showed up with no one able to nominate anyone for it. That You did nominate people for it. It just was sp- splintered off from, from another one there. Um, fun so <laughs> so i guess we'll start off with rookie of the year which uh the nominees for that were uh, armani chaos uh, a, a growing star in the northeast specifically with chaotic uh wrestling angelo carter one-third of the network uh out of the t2t academy there a lot of work with iww um cameron saturn out of the midwest um Part of shooters don't die. Uh, Kid Bandit, who uh, I is probably more well known for uh, their uh, anime waifu uh, posts than than a lot of what they do in the ring at the moment, but they are an extremely talented pro wrestler as well um, on the come up, and of course the one true motherfucker, Sassy Boatwright, nominated as well in this. Um. This was a tough one um, at first, but then it kind of turned into a landslide in the voting a little bit. Winner with 42.9% of the vote is Kid Bandit. Amazing talent coming out of the West Coast, trained at the Nightmare Factory as well, um, is continuing to grow. Love to see it. Um, I'm curious to, to hear y'all's thoughts on, on the choice by the fans here.
1: Kid Bandit is someone I just became aware of. Oh, really? Um, yeah, for real. I mean...
0: I, i'm i'm oh, old no, it's no shade no shade there. <laughs> yeah I'm
1: old, I, I'm old and i'm very behind the times so um but but kid bandit popped up on my radar because like you can't deny that look right like you just see it and you're like okay tell me more um and finding out more about just where where they've been and um I, it was one of those things where i was like I was shocked that I had missed someone in this, in this spotlight, but uh, I can completely see why they stole a vote like this because, you know, you get that attention and that spark and that really makes someone be like a, you know, a rookie you want to keep watching for. Um, how long has Bandit been? How long have we been talking about? Like, how long have I been out of the loop on this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Bandit really came to prominence, like, over the course of this year. Um, mm-hmm. They've had, I want to say, like, 20 or so matches so far. Um, and they've just really taken the grasp on social media, similar to, like, what sazzy has done in, in building her character and really just kind of built out a personality online that has really ingratiated um, them to a lot of people. Um, obviously, leaning leaning into the the love of anime and video games and superheroes in the way that they have has also helped that along. Um, obviously, but you know they they are extremely talented. They actually had a, a match on AEW Dark um, uh, earlier this year as well. So ah. yeah, so they have definitely been getting themselves out there in in front of people. Um, Val, any any thoughts?
2: You know, I I've kind of been lightly aware of Kid Bandit but really I would say like really within the past month is when they went from Mm -hmm. like I kind of know this person to like kind of everywhere I think that this award was really a product of just really good timing for Mm -hmm. Kid Bandit because I feel like if you would have had to vote for this a month ago they might not have gotten as many votes I feel like it was just a really good like serendipitous time where it's like they came out and started just like posting like mad and then people started paying attention to their wrestling and then you know we're getting all these year-end things and I think that we're going to see a lot of that person um just because of how fresh they are in people's minds
1: yeah I think that's such a great point about like I, I had just recently become aware of Kid Bandit myself, and I think the timing on this works out really neatly. And that's honestly, that that's sometimes all you need for like a person who's up and coming to make a name for themselves is just having that like that month or two where they're on a hot streak. Maybe they, they put out a promo that gets a lot of attention. They are starting to make a little bit of impact here and there. And then suddenly they get a notice like this. And you know what? next year it's going to be all about bandits so this is really cool it's like it's fun to discover someone just as they're about to break
0: no for sure and and speaking to to your point about about the look like their look is extremely um like like it stops you immediately just looking at just looking at the hair alone like is love it it's so good i like there was one person who responded to the QWI 200 about like, I would have gotten back into pro wrestling sooner if I had known that there was an anime wrestler running around with a Devil May Cry sword all the time. And that is exactly what Kid Bandit is, Um, as well as a very, very inventive high flyer um, for as as young as they are in the business. So congratulations to Kid Bandit. Um, And we will move on to the other half of this one, the breakout start of the year. Um, which is a list of people that if you don't know who they are, that you need to educate yourself a bit because they are all on the come up here. Nominees for the breakout star of the year are Jay Vidal, who has just been finding any sec, the upper deck of a building to dive off of recently, just outstanding talent made- recently made his debut on impact as well. Uh, Keita who has been killing it on the West coast and beyond Double champion and without a cause wrestling up here. Uh, Absolutely love Keita. Great Bambina, another outstanding West Coast talent who's been starring in in promotions from California up to Washington and even out into New York with with the Polyam Cult Party. Um, Brooke Valentine, the Queen Bee um, in the Midwest, the number one contender to the Black Wrestlers Matter Championship and also the winner of the Britney Spears Open Invitational at the Cassandro Cup this year. Very important. And, of course, Marco Mania, one half of money, power, respect, managed by the manager of champions, Pollo Del Mar. I have to say her name when I mention Marco, or she will come for me. So. (laughs) From experience, you do not want her to come for you. No. Do not cross Pollo. No, never. I have not,
1: but I I fear the day.
0: (laughs) So, the winner of this one, uh, with 32.9% of the vote, the Queen Bee, Brooke Valentine.
1: Yes, I fist I knew about that? I'm so happy right now.
0: <laughs> well, Val, please go if, tell us why, why you're so happy with this pick.
2: Brooke is my girl. She is from my, my general region. Um, she's like two hours away from where I live. I've known Brooke for a long time. And it has been so great to see her like kind of, you know, like come through the Midwest and, and just being where we are, like, there's a bit of a struggle to kind of get out and to see her so many places this year doing so many big things. Like this has been a huge year for Brooke. She's only going to do bigger things, get better, like be more places. I'm so excited to see her like progress i love brooke i will talk positive about her and put her over 10 times out of 10 i'm so glad that she won that makes me really really happy
1: <laughs> i i i've loved watching brooke's breakout who deserved the attention but um but man you really can't deny brooke like charisma presence you get that just immediate jolt from seeing her Enter, you get that immediate jolt from her involvement in a match, whether it's a it's a the Britney Spears invitational or it's a one-on-one. Like the minute I saw her, the first time I saw her wrestle, I was like, I cannot wait to see more of what she is going to do. And every match I watch from her, she seems to get better and better and better. It's just, it's awesome. It's so cool. And getting to chat with her for our podcast was just such a delight. So that's just icing on the top, like one of the most delightful people you will talk to. Uh, just great all around talent. Um, that's so great. Your voters <laughs> chose wisely.
0: Yes, yes, they did. Honestly, any of these choices would have been a wise would have been oh, a wise one, but no. I mean, no.
1: who can argue with any? <laughs> you really can't argue with any of these choices. And yeah. like, I have my personal faves and picks, but like Brooke, Brooke, honestly, I think did have the type of year I would say it probably would be tied between her and Keita for like the type of year where you're like, you're waiting for that as a wrestler when you're in your first couple of years, you want that type of, you want that type of notice. Brooke's having the year that Kid Bannon will likely have in 2022.
0: Yes, for sure. I, anytime that I, that I see Brooke pop up, the first place that my mind goes to is her match with Willow uh, on Mania weekend where she sold that knee injury so beautifully well and then comes back and just does a cartwheel to shove it in fans faces it's one of my favorite like heel moments of this year it's just Mm -hmm. so good and and it's just a very very minute portion of what makes brooke as good as she is and um it's only upward for her going forward from there yeah yeah well that is going to bring us to a fun one that i will not lie even though looks are very very uh, particular and important in in the lgbtq community um grit and glitter uh, awards the glitter bombs did kind of inspire me a bit to put a, a best look category in in yeah. this year um it fits it fits very very well and dear lord were there a lot of looks that that were worthy of being awarded and that were definitely nominated, like outside of maybe wrestler of the year or match of the year. I think this category got the most like overall nominations in terms of different names, but we had to whittle it down to 10 for this one. And um, there's a lot of interesting choices uh, in, in this that I love to see pop up. So the nominees for best look of the year are going to be, Ashton Starr, Devon Monroe, Eddie McQueen, Edith Surreal, Dark Chic, Effie, Kiara Hogan, Max the Impaler, Poyle Del Mar, the manager of champions, and Saint Sinclair. So a lot of awesome choices in there. It could go any which way, but the way that it did go with 23.2% of the vote, Max the Impaler, wins best look for 2021 (laughs) i see him just dancing with joy on on this video call right now (laughs)
1: because they they were my pick they were my Ah. pick because i could get down with some some road warrior mad max aesthetic and i love that the voters chose max because honestly like i kind of thought i kind of felt like they might go a bit more of the glitz and glam and like you know more of that and Totally fair. Anyone, again, like our breakout star, like anyone on this list, totally legitimate. But I just I love a strong, like like mutant aesthetic. And it's, it reads so beautifully in person. Like seeing Max on the screen, like seeing Max on, on streaming, they look great. But having finally gotten to see them in person, because for whatever reason, despite them working regionally, I kept like missing their matches in person and local promotions. So finally getting to see them live at um, Enjoy Wrestling, I just, I love how well it pops in person. The detailing is just so great. It holds together and it works as wrestling gear, which on top of everything, just is great. And in a stable, it looks fantastic. I, I think it's a fabulous pick. I'm so glad because, you know, sparkle and glitter, it's all great. And I mean, Ashton Star, forget about it. Even surreal, unreal. But I I just, I love it. People went with something a little grittier. You know, it's a, it's the name of our show. I like a little <laughs> grit. I like my glitter, but I also like my grit. I think Max is fabulous. So yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. Uh,
0: what about you, Val?
1: I
2: am glad Max won. I think that they're like, to kind of to what Em was saying, that little bit of just like a darker, a little bit more edgy, not so, not necessarily found so much in wrestling. It's, it sets, it sets them apart. And, and I appreciate that.
0: No, it, it definitely does. And, and I won't lie. Like I'll, I'll say like, I'm, I was, I was definitely pulling for Eddie here because I, like Eddie's, just even that look from, from Paris is bumping, like, <laughs> it was just iconic in my mind. But no, Max, like y'all both pointed out, like Max's look is amazing in, in the detail and how well it fits their character. And it's just I am a sucker for for a dystopia, a beautiful, beautiful dystopia in that way. And and Max embodies that to a T. So very, very well deserved there for you, Max the Impaler
1: yeah um, it can look so cheesy right like it can look it silly, definitely it can, can. cheesy it can look dated <laughs> it can look it can look like okay that's great but how does it function as wrestling gear and then you but but it doesn't it reads so beautifully as both costume and as gear and I think that that's one of the best things about it I, I love I love Eddie's looks and again anyone on this on this short list would have been a great pick but I think Max just offers something a little extra. And I, I think that's why the voters responded to it. So
0: no, I've seen enough like B grade movies to know that you can definitely p- not pull off dystopia. <laughs> so <laughs> for sure, it, it, it the attention to detail is just so on point. Um, and speaking of attention to detail, that's what goes into making an, a great event, which is our next award event of the year. Um, Of course, this is an award given to an event that's either like specifically focused on the LGBTQ community or is uh, produced or promoted by at least partially an LGBTQ team, Um, which normally there's a lot of overlap between those two. So it should come as no surprise that the majority of these uh, nominations, I'd say all of these nominations are LGBTQ focused events. Um, so the nominees for event of the year are Full Queer, which was uh, run by D-Rogue, Juicy Fineau, and um, Marco Mania out on the West Coast. They crowned the first Prince X of Pride champion, DeShade. Um, we have No Peace Underground, Fear the Gay Agenda, which is probably the uh, bloodiest Pride event that we saw this year down there. Um, MV Young's Polyam Cult Party 4. Uh, which featured matches like uh, Shea McCoy and Atherin and Amata and Billy Dixon versus Eel O'Neal spilling out onto the streets of Brooklyn. We have Effie's Big Gay Brunch Chicago, which of course was main evented by Effie and Jake Atlas in one of Jake Atlas's last matches. And also the winner of an award earlier tonight, Paris' is bumping solid goal 21. <sighs> This was a very tight, tight race, but with 32.8% of the vote, Effie's Big Gay Brunch Chicago wins for event (laughs) of the year. Um, Val, I know you were there live in attendance for that one, correct? Yes, indeed I was. How does that, how does it strike you to see that that was voted by the fans for event of the year?
2: I absolutely can understand why they would, like, why that would be picked. It was a lot of different people, like I know for me like specifically the Scramble match really stood out to me um, with Brooke and Keta and I think um, Jay Vidal was in that as well. So it featured a lot of people that were on the, on the come up and that was that was one of my favorite matches I saw this year to be honest. And just, of course, always the pageantry around any of Effie's big gay brunch shows. But that one, I think specifically, um, it actually did have a brunch element to it, which (laughs) is nice.
0: Now, Um, who can forget Pollo getting, trying to sell the pastries?
2: Right. Pollo is really pushing them pastries. Pollo, manager of champions.
0: So, (laughs)
2: manager of champions and possibly bakeries?
0: Potentially. Potentially. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really fun show. The vibes were really fun at that show. Um, and I, I hope that that translated to people that were watching it as well, that it really was fun. Like it was a fun show.
0: No, for sure. One thing I really liked about that show was the culmination of the straight Bill saga that we got in that tag team match uh, where I love the fact that Billy actually went back and like just got a pop off of putting his t-shirt back underneath his overalls and coming out to his actual like music his entrance music and and it was just i don't know i love small little things like that that get big reactions
1: yeah i i had a blast watching that show i thought every match would kind of made it worth it i love the perro and jordan blade match in oh my that. god yes it's so good it's so good i love i love how biggie brunch is using perro so well like Pair was really this like ultimate monster heel in, in the Big Gay Brunch universe and uh, this continued really beautifully in that match. But yeah, I mean, you had Ashton Starr and Devin Monroe, you had Dark Sheik and Ellie Catch, and like just, it, you know, it's one of those like, it, it felt like all the best, brightest, queerest talent were on display at Big Gay Brunch and it was a really tight show despite like having a fair amount of matches on the card. Um, so yeah, it was, it makes total sense for a pick of the year. Like you get everything in this show.
0: Yeah, and, and, and bef- I guess the last thing I'll say on it, like, I really like the fact that you got Jake on that show as well, because, like, you know, Jake, I think just the timing of him going to WWE and, and the timing of him, you know, being released from WWE kind of missed the window where a lot of the progression that we've seen in terms of, you know, LGBTQ identities on the independent scene started to flourish he, he missed that window because he was in WWE and to have at least one moment where he can come out on this kind of stage and have the crowd that was there and the atmosphere that was there to celebrate him for his presence and, and what he represents to that community as well. And then to go out and have a, a banger of a match where Effie like almost destroys himself. And, and <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like it was just a really, really great moment that I'm glad that we, that we as fans got to enjoy but also the fact that that Jake got that before you know he ultimately like left wrestling uh, indefinitely yeah. so yeah yeah well from an event we will move to a moment because I mean, so we have our moment of the year category here um which you know this is a kind of a nebulous one it's just kind of like a, a specific little snapshot of of, a, of an event that really stood out or really like you know, ignited a, a fan base or something like that. Um, and there's a, a very wide array of choices here, and I'm glad that we were able to, to pull them all together. So the nominees for Moment of the Year are Billy Dixon calling out AJ Gray at GCW for the culture, um, Effie winning the Internet Championship from Matt Cardona, Allie Kat becoming Allie Ketch, Charlie Morgan returning at Wrestle Queendom 4. And Jamie Senegal making history as the first out trans woman to wrestle for the National Wrestling Alliance at NWA Empower. And this might have been outside of one other award. I think this was the tightest vote um, that we had, but the winner with 28.7%. Effie winning the Internet Championship. From Matt Cardona.
1: I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. That's, I, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little depleted from that. I mean, come on, people. Jamie Senegal. I like, went with
2: Jamie Senegal too.
1: I, I went with Jamie Senegal too because how long has the NWA existed? How long has. I'm I, okay. Not everybody who is you know, following wrestling right now or even following, like, you know, queer wrestling is going to be cognizant of the history of the NWA and specifically the history of women's wrestling within the NWA. Um, And that's fair. But if you are familiar with that history and you are familiar with, like, the shitstorm that, like, occurred with the NWA and women's wrestling and the long, long journey that it has taken, uh, you will understand in some ways why Jamie being a part of the NWA women's division is such a huge deal. And the same reason that you would understand why the debut of the, of the of Mildred Burke's belt at Empower was a huge deal. Like, so Jamie getting to be a part of this, Jamie getting to make history like this, she's making history in so many ways. She's making history, she made history as a part of a all women's pay-per-view, but also as a trans woman, as a professional wrestler, as a person who has, has book shows and promoted shows and been a, been a star and a, a main eventer in other promotions, coming into the MWA, she's still very much an underdog because of her, because of so much about her. And it's all that much more meaningful that she, as well as Pollo and you know, everything else that is attached to this, gets to be a part of something that has such a lasting legacy in pro wrestling. Um, and so I feel bad that I'm not talking about Effie and Matt Cardona, but I just think um, people have to have a little bit more perspective about how big of a deal this actually is. Like, and maybe it's that the NWA doesn't feel like as much of a big deal, but um, the NWA has been around for a really, really long time. It has a very rocky and interesting history with women's wrestling. And it's the, the, the importance of Jamie being part of that now cannot be understated. Really, cannot be. Um, I think it will not be understood in its proper perspective until maybe we're you know beyond this point. But uh, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of why I'm a little like conflated by the choice. Not that it's not a, a fun one. It's you know any of these moments is going to you know spark an interesting conversation and like it's definitely memorable. But to me. Jamie being a part of NWA is more than a moment. It's a huge, huge step in creating a more, an overall, more inclusive history for pro wrestling. Like this is something that gets recorded now as NWA history. And that's a huge thing because NWA is wrestling history incarnate. So maybe that's why, maybe it deserves more than, than being called moment of the year. But to me, that was a, it was a like, Obvious choice.
2: I I agree with you. I think that out of the those choices, um, that that one means the most in in terms of like history and progressing forward, and what will what will this moment mean? Not only now, but next year, ten years from now is Effie winning anything from Matt Cardona going to mean anything 10 years from now? Not likely. I make no secret that I'm not real big on Matt Cardona, just in general. I love Effie. If Effie, if Matt Cardona was doing what he's doing with anybody else, I probably wouldn't care, but.
1: (laughs) I think it's cool. Like, I think, I think the, the choice of feud here with Matt Cardona is very interesting in that it's a, it's a cool choice to, and, I do think it's savvy of Matt Cardona to kind of hitch a wagon to someone like Effie who's got like the spark uh, and, a, and a certain connection with a culture within the subculture of independent wrestling that like Matt Cardona does not have. It's very savvy. But to me, it doesn't, it's like, it's, it's a feud. It's a, it's a good feud. It's a cool feud. It's, cool feud. it's an interesting feud, but it's not, it, it's not a moment I'm going to remember Sorry, Val. I'm sorry. I cut you off.
2: Oh, no, you're fine. I, I um yeah, agree with you. Like I said, you know, when I look at what this moment is going to mean is, like I said, is Effie winning anything off of edge guy number two? <laughs> like, really going to progress, you know, queer wrestling forward? Literally, no. But... Is Jamie Senegal becoming a women's champion, going to progress wrestling, not just queer wrestling, but wrestling in general forward? Absolutely it is. And that's really where my my thought process is around it. Congrats to Effie. I'm sure he's going to win probably like a million other things on these year end awards because it's Effie and Effie's great. And I love Effie. Everybody loves Effie. But I think that as an iconic moment, maybe not like iconic fun definitely I like to see Matt Cardona lose anything but like (laughs) I think that as like a iconic moment in time I think this is maybe not the choice I would
0: have made no I completely I completely understand like I, I, I kind of once I saw the nominees there like just based off of Effie's um, you know, prominence. I, I felt like that was probably going to get the nod, but the, like all these all these other moments here are like outstanding, honestly. And you know, Jamie, the the history of that. Billy, like, really putting his his stamp on on a on a major major view that he had. Um, in in the year, Charlie, the the moment that Charlie came back through the curtain for the first time is a moment that will always live in my mind um when especially if i ever need to have enthusiasm about anything because there's no way you can't watch that return video of her backstage before going out and not just get goosebumps um yeah oh
1: i'm I'm just like shaking them off as i'm thinking about it because i i fell in love with charlie right before she left wrestling (laughs) And so it was this awful thing where it's was like, no, no, I've just found you. You're leaving <laughs> town already. And then to see her come back, uh, it's r- ridiculous. Ridiculous.
0: Yes. Uh, and of course, I have to mention, you know, Alley Catch pulling knives on people will always be great. Always who coming. Be great.
1: Who saw that coming? Exactly. Like, who saw that switch coming? No, I, I could not have predicted that to be the like story for her this year
0: no not at all and it's amazing how how she has embodied that change as well so well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well for this next little batch we're going to step out of the ring for a little bit because we also had awards for uh, people that cover and talk about pro wrestling as well Um, so we're going to start that off with our writer slash journalist of the year award um, which I saw many people asking why I was not available to be nominated. I don't I don't like being nominated for my own awards. <laughs> That's just a personal thing for me. Um, so the nominees for uh, this year's Slash Journalist award we have DJ accent report of the Nobodies. we have Colette Aaron, the uh, editor and uh, columnist over at Fanfight. we have Paul Pratt Better known to everyone as the manager of champions, Pollo Del Mar, for uh, his work with uh, PWI and with Wrestling Inc. We have Wade Keller, a uh, legendary, iconic uh, journalist with the Pro Wrestling Torch, and Lizzie Lucha. Uh, writer with nearfalls.com who covers a lot of kind of very much emerging um, new on the scene a bit and has been doing a lot of work with with independent wrestling and and also writing a lot about lucha as well i I believe she's also now on a lucha blog if i'm not mistaken um yeah so the winner uh with 31.7 percent of the vote is lizzie lucha
1: hey cool good for her (laughs) I I am not familiar so I will have to make myself familiar this is one of the best things about awards um to me is that like because I'm out of loop so often um awards are a great opportunity for me to like get to know like names and bodies of work that I'm not super familiar with so that's really exciting and, and way to go and I love anyone who's covering Lucha because I just feel like it's a, it's a whole universe into itself that does not get nearly the like the coverage that it deserves. And the people who are covering it don't get like the attention they deserve. So awesome.
2: Yeah, I, um, I am not familiar either, but um, I will definitely be checking that out once we're done here. Um, I think it's interesting that you didn't book yourself to win the championship like any <laughs> booker would. But um, to M's point, yeah, it, it that's one of the coolest parts about seeing who's nominated and seeing who, like, you don't know what you don't know, right? And Lucha is kind of outside of my realm of the things that I try to keep tabs on because there's, like, an infinite amount of wrestling right now, which is fantastic. Like, what a great problem to have. But I, you, you just can't pay attention to everything. But it's nice to be able to get some guidance as to, like, maybe you should check out these three people instead of trying to, like, wade through like 300 p- terrible people
0: no it is it's a very very good point <laughs> <laughs> it could definitely be a slog sometimes uh, in, in that way but yeah i i love the choices and and in the, the array of choices that were here because they're all names mm-hmm. that i think are known to a lot of people that that engage with wrestling media but also people that are there for for that have a lot of great stuff for you to to learn about as well as you would look through their stuff um i've really like i don't know i really enjoy a lot what everybody on this list does and and in my mind they're all winners but you know obviously we have a vote there and we have a uh, well i was going to say a trophy but i don't actually have any trophies to give out sorry everybody but um i don't know congrats to to lizzie (laughs) again uh it's outstanding just to to see that for for her and Mm -hmm. that brings us to our other media award the podcast of the year which uh, I know two people that are on this call that might be a little bit near and dear to their heart who won this award. Nominees are Grit and Glitter, <laughs> uh, Ring the Bell, the Wrestling Inc. Daily Podcast with Paul Pratt, better known as the Manager of Champions, Poyle Demar, Year One Wrestling Podcast with Logan Black, which is a great podcast where it has independent wrestlers on to talk about their first year in pro wrestling. And weekend at Effie's. So the winner with 31.7% of the vote, weekend at Effie's.
1: I knew we were gonna lose to Effie. <laughs> you know, I don't even feel bad losing to Effie. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I feel bad losing to I mean, I don't really feel bad losing to Effie and like I got it. I get it is wait so again grandma over here is Weekend can a regular podcast
0: um to my knowledge it, it is somewhat regular it, it's okay. i i'm not I, I have to look i can see what day it comes out honestly i can't remember the top of my head right now i i do i i, I do listen to it it's on spotify and it, and it can be mm-hmm. very very fun because effie is I mean, everybody knows Effie. Effie's personality Mm. is just infectious. Um, But, but yeah, like there's once again, just like the other uh, media award, just a lot of outstanding choices and, you know, on, and I, I don't know. I I just love that there's such an array now of shows that do either present LGBTQ people um, hosting shows or producing shows or focusing on LGBTQ topics in pro wrestling. Um, It's, it speaks to the the growth that people of, of our community have kind of carved out for themselves here when it comes to covering pro wrestling instead of, uh, alongside you know watching and enjoying it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I'll just speak from our own show that like Harley and I started Grit and Glitter when we were still part of the PW Torch, high Wade. Um, And, uh, the idea was to focus on women's wrestling, but as we progressed and especially after we went independent, after we left the PW torch and kind of, you know, went on our own, like it was really an opportunity for us to kind of not branch away from women's wrestling, but to, to add layers to what coverage we were able to do. And because of that freedom, like it's allowed us to really like cover much, much more of the LGBTQ sphere of wrestling. You know, we can have entire episodes where we dedicated to, to, you know, not someone who is like female or, or even femme or anything like that, but like we can cover those topics in a way that makes sense for the lens in which we are, you know, producing the show. And there's so many podcasts out there that are kind of incorporating that more and more and so many, and not just podcasts, but, you know, like blogs and, and general wrestling coverage and everything. It's great to see that that identity is like front and front and represented. Um, I'm a little surprised we, we didn't lose to Logan just because I, I think that show is so cool. What he's get allowed, be able to do and what people are able to talk about because that first, that, that centering around that first year topic is so there's so much to to, del- to delve into and it allows wrestlers to really like get specific in their experiences in a way that like general conversation doesn't. But, you know, again, it's just the power of Effie. Like who can deny the power of Effie?
0: No, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I, I just I thoroughly enjoy all, all these all these shows for, for what they do present. And I will, you know, take this time to commend, you know, you and Val on the rest of the glitterati for the some of the shows that y'all have done this year because like I really enjoyed the uh the episodes where y'all were you know profiling trans and, and non-binary pro wrestlers this year. And, and I think those are important names to put out there for people to, to know about and to research and, and to learn about the people that laid the foundation ahead of uh, so many other people, especially as these, as these communities continue to grow in, in the way that, that they are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's It's been really cool to be able to delve into that. And a lot, a lot of this um, gets... I feel like, you know, we're talking in a way that like, we won this, we didn't win this award. We didn't <laughs> win it. We lost the epi, but like it, it's awesome that people nominated us for this because um, we have a great team that represents so many different identities and perspectives. And because of that, they bring so many great ideas into the episodes and we are able to focus on a non-binary special, like where we profile a bunch of non-binary wrestlers, or we do a trans timeline that Harley Harley put together so beautifully I'm in mean, research, so involved, and um, th- this type of work where we can we can put a new lens onto people who need it, who deserve it. Um, and again, it's that Jamie Senecal thing of like because we're aware of his history, then when moments like Jamie being in the NWA happen, we're even more aware of how tremendous it is. So having that freedom to be able to talk about that and talk about so many other topics and profile so many wrestlers of so many different identities it's just it's a blast and it's really fun to do and I hope I hope that anyone who's listening to it is enjoying it because you know we follow a lot in your footsteps Brian like I I often joke I'm like well we gotta get that person because they just interviewed with Brian uh <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, so you know what you're able to do with your show um we often you know get inspiration from as well so i know your show wasn't eligible to be uh, nominated or to be voted on for this award but you deserve the kudos as well because what you're doing is is really important work as well
0: no oh, i i thank you for for that em i as i said on on last week's show i'm terrible at taking praise so um thank you <laughs> likewise <laughs> <laughs> all right yens thank you so much for tuning in to lgbt in the ring uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things but i do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is starting off with daniel quasar the progress pride flag designed by daniel quasar is a product of progress initiative you can find out more at quasar.digital a big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song from the 666 off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at Sarah in the com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com IWTVLGBT check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT Ringpod. You can follow me on Twitter at Wonderboy OTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show Well, um, we'll move away from from media for now, but we'll still take a minute to step back into the ring because we have to talk about non-wrestling personalities. Um, So personality of the year is an award for um, any uh, non-wrestler who has shown an an exemplary performance over the course of 2021. They can be managers, ring announcers, commentators, um, anyone. Um, that represents the LGBTQ community in pro wrestling outside of, you know, notching on their bump card. Um, and the nominees kind of spread throughout all those different positions. Uh, we have, of course, the indomitable J Rose nominated, the creator of, of No Hook, a lot of work with Paradigm Pro Wrestling, ring announcer extraordinaire. Uh, we have, again, the manager of champions, Poyle Del Mar. Um, Washi Heights, was nominated this year, and I adore and love to see it. Um, amazing performances at Paris' Bumping and uh, MV Young's Polyam, cult Party 3. We have uh, Commander Sterling from uh, Enjoy Wrestling. Uh, and then we also have Aubrey Edwards, uh, referee from AEW. And the winner, with 26.5% of the vote, the manager of champions, Pollo Del Mar.
2: Yay! <laughs> hey, I, I did another fist bump. Like,
0: <laughs> 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 no, I am very happy to see Pollo win this one. I, I haven't seen anyone being as vocal about the amount of nominations that they have gotten in this year's awards than Pollo. I am stoked to see them uh, win an award in this. And I know we all three here have an, an adoration for her. So I'll, I'll turn it over to y'all. Please uh, share share your thoughts on, on Miss Poyo.
2: I love Poyo. I make no secret about loving Poyo, even though she likes to alternately praise me and bury me on a public uh, platform, which is fine. It's fine. Um, but she's wonderful. I think the work that she does is fantastic how far she's come in so little time in her you know wrestling career between being like the host of the big Bron and being manager of champions and even to the stuff that she's doing she streams um on twitch all the time watching like old school wrestling and if you really want to catch up on the history of wrestling like go to Poyo's twitch because she streams like i said old school wrestling and she's such a wealth of knowledge like I will just sit there and and she like, you ask a question and she'll be able to tell you like the whole history of like two random people. And she knows her stuff. And beyond that, she's uplifting for other people. Um, Like I said, much myself included, she's been just a true delight and like really somebody that's been really encouraging for me that I look to almost, um, almost in like, like, not really, but like kind of like a mentor capacity, like She's the one that's telling me to like, get out and do these things. Like, I'm so lucky that I'm part of the glitterati. Um, I'm part of Bald monkeys where I'm able to interview really whoever I want to. And I love being able to showcase like um, like LGBT talent and, you know, women and people that maybe aren't getting those options other places. And being able to be on here with you, like, a lot's happened for me in the past year. And Poyo has been so supportive of all of it. And to, to not have to have been so kind and supportive just to me personally, like, I know that if she's doing that for me, she's doing that for others. Like, I was at the Big A brunch in Chicago. And um, not only was she the host of that event, but she got all of those pastries like she organized all of that she was like den mom for all of the wrestlers that were there she was taking care of everybody and I know that that's something that's just her personality that's who she is and it's so good to see her recognized in in that in in a capacity for all of the things she's done for for pro wrestling this year
1: yeah, having talked to her and Washi um, for an episode about like the intersections of like dragon wrestling, um, you just you can tell within minutes of talking to Poyo, and and if you're familiar with her body of work, that like she's just a huge fan of wrestling, is very dedicated, and devoted to it, and to get to see her involvement really like ramp up this year um, is just extra thrilling when you get to talk to talk to her and understand like how much it means like just genuinely how much this these opportunities mean to her and that like that spirit of wanting to be within that community and give everything that she's got and do it in her own indelible way is so endearing and um so memorable and um, yeah just a just a delight all around so totally understand the pick on this one I knew I knew Val would be pleased and I am pleased as well um yeah yeah Puyo Puyo is one of my favorite people that we've talked to this year and there's no there's no mystery as to why like they're just a fantastic person to talk to about wrestling about like their involvement but also just like generally just wrestling in general because they're just such a font of knowledge
0: no uh well, to second everything that y'all said, I love Poyo to death and you know, it's, it's, I'm glad that she is uh, getting the the, the the honors that she deserves in, in, in such a year that she has had. It's just been amazing to watch and, and it's only going to get better in 2022. <laughs> uh, well, that is going to take us back into the ring though, because we have to talk about feuds, uh-huh. all kinds of issues, feud of the year. Um, A lot of fun choices here. We'll just jump right into it. Uh, Nominees are Erica Lee versus the Goons. We have Billy Dixon versus Darius Carter. We have Effie versus Pero. Effie versus Matt Cardona. And Edith Surreal versus Ziggy Hyatt. And the winner with 40% of the vote is Effie versus Matt Cardona. <laughs> I get, if I could see you mouthing along with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think the timing aspect of this kind of comes in a little bit that like some of these feuds have kind of played out at this point and some of these feuds are still in the midst of it. So like as our voters, as your voters are voting it's fresh in their minds and there's still lots to pull from. So that does help. Um, I think this feud, as I mentioned, when we were talking about Matt Cardona earlier, I think it's very savvy. Um, this is, this feud is like the perfect way to, uh, enmesh yourself in and, and like make a mark on a, a subculture within the independent wrestling sphere that like, maybe you wouldn't have reached otherwise. Um, Effie is just, you know, it's a, it's a star you want to hit your wagon to who can blame, who can blame Cardona on that one. And I think, to give Cardona credit here, he's doing some really great work here. Like the the what they're able to do in this feud and the, the clearly the blast they're having with it um is, is fun to watch. It's just, you know, I think some some of this is a little bit in the timing. It's just, you know, it is still happening. It's still there's been some high profile movements in it as of recently. So it's like it's a it's a good obvious pick to to choose from. It wouldn't it was wasn't my vote, but I I understand it and I respect it. What about you, Val? Well, I mean,
2: you know, Effie's a juggernaut. And any anything that Effie is attached to is just going to like, it's just like Effie, though. It's just going yeah. to go big or go home. And, and that's just, that's Effie. And, and again, I cannot specifically state how much I really do love Effie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I guess to Effie's credit in this feud, as as I kind of said before, Um, Matt Cardona could feud with literally any other person and I would not care. Um, I don't care now, but I care in some respect because I like Effie. So I will watch those matches. I will pay attention to that feud because of Effie. And for Matt Cardona to really have not spent time on the Indies within the last decade and a half. um, And then to go into the Indies. I think that he really found a way to... Make himself indie relevant as more than just ex WWE star Zach, like Ooh. formerly known as Zach Ryder, like he's Matt Cardona, and he is. Like I said, I think especially just from like, I don't think that he would be getting the bookings he's getting, um, within the independent circuit at any rate without this feud. So I think for Matt Cardona, this is important to make indie fans pay any attention to him at all. Otherwise, I think he would be doing indie shows who knows where, on the poster, ex-WWE superstar Zack Ryder, and he would probably be doing fine doing that. But like, it does, I do give him a little credit in that he wanted something more than that, it seems, Mm -hmm. to really go in with Effie and do this and you know to Effie's credit to put up with Matt Cardona for that much like for that long like kudos to you
0: no I I I think my feelings are very much on on the same lines there like I I really liked how Cardona has really thrown himself into this in a way but also like it it really hinges on Effie um Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the our community being involved with this obviously so, like, it just kind of goes to show that, like, you can put nearly anyone in the ring with Effie and it, you can create magic in that way. Like, I, Effie wrestled Ricky Morton earlier this year, which I know is near and dear to your heart, em. Um So, like, it's... <laughs> so, <I> My mean... Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just love the magic that Effie can 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 put onto anything. Um, yes, it, when it comes to stepping in the ring there, um, and staying on that topic, we can go straight to match of the year because we have a number of nominations that involve Effie and don't involve Effie. Um, and I and I love the fact that there are that there are so many different people represented in this list. Um, so for nominees for match of the year, we have Emmy Sakura versus Vinny from the AEW Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament. We have Ally Catch versus Dark Sheik from Effie's Big Gay Brunch. We have Dark Sheik versus Nick Gage. We have AJ Gray versus Billy Dixon Pup Collar match from the Big Gay Brunch WrestleMania week. We have Effie versus Pero Last Daddy Standing from No Peace Underground Fear the Gay Agenda. Uh, Erica Lee versus Edith Surreal from the Cassandro Cup. Billy Dixon versus Effie from Enjoy Wrestling Night Moves. Billy Dixon versus Darius Carter from Cassandro Cup. Edith Surreal versus Ziggy Hyam, Mask versus Hair from Enjoy Wrestling Night Moves. And the House of No Bullshit plus Mariah Moreno versus the Best Business Bureau plus Jared Evans. The main event from Paris is bumping solid goal 21, which was Billy Dixon, Erica Lee, Ashton Starr, and Mariah Moreno against... Darius Carter, Jared Evans, Shay McCoy, and Killian McMurphy. So a slew of names. Uh, this is like I said earlier. This is probably the the one of the categories that had the most amount of like different uh, nominations that needed to be pared down to ten here. But the winner with twenty point five percent of the vote is Effie versus Pero Last Daddy Standing from Nobody's yeah. Underground: Fear the Gay Agenda um i'm curious i don't i don't think i've ever talked to either of y'all about like no ring death match opinions but mm-hmm. i'm curious to get y'all's uh, opinion on on this one
1: i am low-key really into them
0: <laughs> <laughs> val loves a good deathmatch yeah. i wanted
2: i had such big fomo missing out on that show i was so sad i could not get to that i've I've been to a no ring show. Cause I was at sound bar in Orlando. I did go to a show there once. It was so fantastic. You have no, unless you have been there, like you can see it when you watch like on like TV or whatever, but that venue is so tiny. It is so small. And I, I, I love death matches and I love a good no ring. So I, I was big on that one.
1: I like that match a lot too. It, it, I, when I put it, I don't think it was my pick. I uh, no it wasn't my pick but i have no i I, i've already talked about how much i i really like what perro has been doing in this like effie universe and uh that one was a lot of fun it's always just always fun to see effie like go like really balls to the wall um and uh that is i mean you could easily also point to like moments in any of the other matches that were nominated with him like the billy dixon match was just insane like we were there right front and center at that enjoy show watching that match happen and it was nuts but I I really enjoy it. I, I like when a death match, a no ring death match, really like earns. It's when the when the like the people in it like really earn that like title of death match in a way that like is not just the amount of you know intensity as far as what they're using or the amount of blood or whatever, but just the like amount of like it, the actual intensity of the performance, and that is undeniable in this match between the two guys, it's 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 great. It really is a great match.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it creates many, many lasting images. Um, Pero has just been like the king of no peace. I'm not, like, and he's just been outstanding down there. Um, and to see him kind of come out on top in this. And the way that he did by throwing Effie through a flaming pane of glass and just like the most like wild moment that I, that I can, <laughs> one of the most wild moments from the year for me. yeah and
1: I hate fire I hate I hate the use of fire and matches I really really do because I we you you can you've seen historically how bad it can go and even that didn't destroy it for me like even the presence of flame did not destroy it for me (laughs) but it was close I do not like fire and matches I will say that I like death matches but I am not into because because that shit is unpredictable and people have their skin melted off or gear melted to them and like no but it did not destroy the match for me. The match is still, still very, very good.
0: I sincerely hope that Perro still has that that stark white uh, throne that is now permanently stained with his own blood. <laughs> uh, That's just, that just ties a room together. Honestly,
1: I mean, it's a it's a conversation piece. I was gonna say it's a
2: real statement piece.
0: Yes, yeah. very hmm. much. <laughs> well that's going to bring us to our tag team of the year award as we start to get near the end here um we have 10 outstanding tag teams that are worthy of the nod um but the only one can take it obviously but our nominees are the end paro and odinson we have fire and flava kiera hogan and tasha steels two-time impact knockouts tag team champions higher society uh armani chaos and paris Vandel. Uh, kings of the District, Jordan Blade and Eel O'Neill. The Acclaimed, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Mm-hmm. Money, Power, Respect, Marco Mania and Fabulous Fabricio, managed by the manager of Champions, Pollo Del Mar. Uh, MSP, Agro and Danger Kid. Uh, then we also have The Runway, Calvin Couture and Tyler Klein. And our last nominee, The c Stars, Ashley Vox and Delmi XO. So a stacked category, honestly, <laughs> here is a, a hard choice, I could definitely imagine. But with 22% of the vote, um, oh, I actually, I forgot a nominee. And that's actually the winner. I feel bad now. <laughs> the final nominee, actually, is Bussy, Effie, and Allie catch. <laughs> and those are your winners with 22% of the vote. Bussy wins tag Team of the Year. I flubbed that one lovely please bail me out him and Val <laughs> I'm not gonna put that on y'all it's it's out they, they've done great work together it's it's, it's great it makes it makes total sense Allie and Effie both have had outstanding years separate but together they've put on some stellar matches and have brought out something completely different in in both of them I feel like for they're together
1: yeah and it, it's as Allie's been making this evolution this like dark timeline Allie um, it's been cool to see her tag with Effie and see like how that heel turn, that violent streak, that aggression, that darkness, like comes out in a tag team, especially with Effie, who 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 can play heel with the best of them, um, but does it in his own signature ways. Um, it's it's cool to see that pairing and how they feed off of each other and how like they're weirdly wholesome despite being very violent, and their tag team name is Bussy.
0: Yes, yes, the, but, the name still, is very but good.
1: I hold still, still weirdly wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah.
2: wholesome. That's well, yeah. emphasis yeah. on the whole. There.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you guys
0: what I'm doing, Mel.
2: Ah. <laughs> so, I mean, to, to really the surprise of, of not me, um, Effie, super popular. Alley Catch, super popular. Only mm-hmm. makes sense. They're great in the ring. They connect with fans. Um, you know, kudos to the both of them. I will just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna quick highlight two of the nominees, <laughs> two, of my, two of my personal favorite tag teams um because they're wonderful people and they're doing great things in the ring and i hope that you know next year um or moving forward that they're really moved into the forefront and that is the runway and msp Mm -hmm. shout out to those two teams um i've not met msp yet or seen them in person but um i interviewed them last night on my other podcast and they were super kind and wonderful And um, The Runway is fantastic. I met them at FP's Big Gay Brunch at the Collective in 2020. um, And they've been super kind to me. And they have such a cool dynamic um, as far as bringing something kind of different. I don't mind a thrown together tag team, but MSP and The Runway are cohesive tag teams. They are... Mm -hmm tag teams they have matching gear and they do moves together like they to me are two of the most cohesive tag teams and I'll throw sea stars on that list too because
1: because they
2: they're another one that they've been tagging forever they are a tag team and yeah they do do singles wrestling as well but they are a tag team and I book more tag matches Um, just in general, I love tag team wrestling, especially when it's realized full tag teams. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm in total agreement and I I will throw in, um, kicks the district there, uh, to me was, was my vote this year because I just feel like they're doing something on a level that like would speak to, to five times the amount of time that they've been together. Like they have a veteran presence and they aren't veterans, but they clearly click in the best ways. They have tandem moves that work. They have move sets that offset each other and, um, so nicely. They have personas that work so well. Um, they just, they, they have that special chemistry that like a really built-in tag team have even though they also wrestle as singles competitors as well, they have that special chemistry that you want to see in a tag team. And I, I'm 100% with, with Val's other picks. Like I, The Runway are local boys to me. Like They are in a bunch of my local indies. And I, I think especially what I've seen from Calvin over the last couple of years, um, they just keep getting better and better and better. Um, I love their gimmick. I think that they work it really well. They're also two just genuinely very nice guys. MSP is awesome. They have such flair. No, no dismissal of us here, but like I do think a shout out to the tag teams that are were nominated for this that like really do work as like functional and cohesive and as like built tag teams as built established tag tags. Um, it, it's important because yeah, that that queer representation we're still building in that divi- in that division ranking and like yeah, you want to see more of that and um, and also C stars are just always great. I love C stars.
0: who doesn't honestly
1: who doesn't oh my god if you don't like the sea stars what's wrong with you
2: (laughs) right and just to just jump back into especially with um msp they both kind of they both came out this year Mm -hmm. they did a whole like gimmick change from like main lumberjack guys to like just being so open and just bringing such a different presence to what, from what they were to what they are now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that you'll see, this is something that kind of stood out to me, like from MV young too, um, people who utilize their gimmicks and their promos and their presence online to further community build. And you really see that with MSP in a really fun, like fan involving way where they like, they, do these like vibe rankings and they are like sweet and fun and they're just it, it makes you feel like you are connected in a way beyond just being a fan of the wrestling and that's something really cool and it's something very like new in wrestling cuz um even in the last couple of years we, we haven't seen what we've seen in the last since the pandemic honestly where like wrestlers are utilizing the social media in a way to like keep fans connected with themselves not just with like their promotions with their bookings and stuff I think I think that's really valuable, especially for LGBTQ wrestling fans.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean you you have to continue to build that that sense of community and to let people know that that community is there to to be welcomed into. And mm-hmm. and so many people on this list and so many people that y'all have mentioned are are continuing to work to do that, and it's it's awesome to see. Um, we are going to move along to our final two awards, though. We have our Flowers Award, which I know in the feedback section of the ballot got a lot of play because I forgot to include the description, um, and I feel bad about that. But basically, the Flowers Award is kind of an overall uh, achievement in and out of the ring award. It's, it's kind of um, more about... Community impact, representation, and, and visibility for the LGBTQ community above, like in ring work or wh- how you perform on screen. Um, mm-hmm. It's just kind of all encompassing in that way. That's probably not even the best description for it, but um, that it. Think of it as like a, a outstanding achievement, like one of those like honorary like Oscars sort of idea that's that's what i had for it um and all of the nominees are very deserving for this one um we have 10 nominees we have vinny uh the manager of champions Poyle del mar jamie senegal Ally catch nyla rose sunny kiss mv young effie dark chic and billy dixon and this was by far the slimmest of margins for any award that was uh voted on here. But with 15.7 percent of the vote, the flowers award winner for 2021 is the concrete rose sunny kiss.
1: Hey oh nice expect- again, yeah, I didn't expect that. That's that's kind of that's delightful. I I have felt weird about. Sonny's placement in AEW this past year because I I feel like I was very excited with the start of AEW when they signed Sonny Kiss and we were gonna see him like in on network television right like and and we did on occasion but now it's just it's mainly been like AEW dark and and maybe Elevation too and not to say that those don't count for something but I just wanted so much more because I think Sunny is fantastic is just magnetic magnetism in personified like one of those performers you cannot get enough of and I did not understand them not using her like more frequently in their network television shows. I feel like that's a star so I think it's great that Sunny's getting the flowers here because their importance to pro wrestling from like a from a from a bird's eye view is really big like being part of a major company like this but it's still a little surprising to me because I feel like AEW doesn't even realize the gem that they have
0: yeah I think that is the the most common conversation piece right now when it comes to Sunny is just like how little utilization that AEW has really put on onto Sunny. whenever you know Sunny is one of the most talented uh performers that they have there um, athletically, for sure, uh, amongst other things, and speaks to an entirely different community that no one else really on major like televised pro wrestling can speak to. As like, to my knowledge, uh, the only like out gender fluid person in in all of televised American wrestling right now. Obviously, we have like you know great trans representation and non binary representation in other places with like with Max and with. Nyla and 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 others but no one really represents for the gender fluid community in the same way mm-hmm. that Sonny does so much so yeah. that we have Jim Ross actually like using correct pronouns on commentary
1: <laughs> yeah I mean just the conversation that Sonny inspired from people because him having to kind of clarify like no I don't identify this I identify as this and this is th- these are the pronouns I use and like and so Jim Ross using this is totally correct because I use these pronouns and not I don't use the non-binary pronouns. I I think just having that conversation within the span of pro wrestling and like a major company of pro wrestling, that's huge. That's a that's a major accomplishment in of itself to have that conversation amidst like a bunch of people who watch like network-based wrestling and pretty much nothing else.
0: No, it also helps that she knocked the shit out of Joe Ginella as well. But
1: yeah. I mean, that <laughs> no, no, never hurts anybody's chance to get into flowers. <laughs>
2: who, who amongst us, really?
1: Who amongst us?
2: I, I'm i not like the biggest watcher of AEW, but um, I do really appreciate somebody like you guys were kind of talking, like bringing that conversation to public and normalizing. You know using correct pronouns and having some sort of representation to look to and when, when you say gender fluid
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah because I think it's I think that there's been more general conversation especially like in like, at a, at a just a general landscape like more conversation about um, you know trans issues and binary but gender fluid is one of those topics that still kind of gets glossed over or missed or misunderstood. Or like, you know, we start, people have started characterizing everything as non-binary rather than gender fluid. And I think the distinction that Sunny brings is very important. Like this, this identity is legit and exists and it's outside of what you already understand about these other things. And, um, I think it's just beautiful that we get to have that conversation in the midst of a major company for wrestling, because you never had that conversation with WWE and, um, for all the things I don't know that I, for all the problems I think AEW has in some of their stuff, I do really like that they have signed Sunny Kiss. I would love to see Sunny more in um, on like Dynamite or Rampage. I I think that the pure athleticism, that the the look plus charisma plus athleticism is an unbeatable dynamic combination. Um, I I don't know what she has to do to get there they have to believe in her a bit more in that realm and I I think that's possible I just I wonder where where we go you know I keep thinking back to that like squash match that he had with Kenny and it's like we see where that did for Kenny as a character but what did it do for Sunny and what it did for Sunny was to relegate Sunny to to the B shows to the online shows and I don't I don't love that as a consequence of character building your your champion. Um, I want I want my flowers for Sunny, and I want my my I want my TV time for Sunny.
0: Oh, I definitely agree with you on, on, on that as well. I, I want more Sunny on on my television for sure. Um, so that brings us to our final award for this year: the Wrestler of the Year. Um, we have ten nominees. We've had uh, their names called a lot tonight, but um, we're going to call them one more time for our final award here. The nominees for LGBTQ Wrestler of the Year are Sunny Kiss, Nyla Rose, MV Young, Max the Impaler, Effie, Edith Surreal, Dark Sheik, Billy Dixon, Ashton Starr, and Allie Catch. And the winner with 20.5% of the vote, is Effie.
1: (laughs) What? Are you kidding? Wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. You you can wipe the the shocked looked off your face.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, truly, like, Effie deserves it like there's a lot of really worthy people on the, everybody nominated was, is totally worthy of that attention. But, you know, Effie has built a place for, for LGBTQ plus pro wrestling has built a, has carved into the landscape, has, has made a new universe within the existing subculture of independent pro wrestling. And that is not a small accomplishment. That's not. We can we're almost at the point where we're taking it for granted. Right. Like we're almost at the point where it's like, oh, of course Effie's having another burger show. Like, which is insane. When you think about that, like you have to step back and think, like, with perspective, two years ago, would we have had this conversation about that? Would we have been talking about several gay brunches and several gay themed shows? Like, we wouldn't have. And Effie is a huge reason why. We are now at the point where we can be like, oh, I missed that gay show. I'll catch the next gay show. Like that's, (laughs) we're at the point where we can almost, we can almost take it with a grain of salt that there's gonna be more. We shouldn't, we need to be, we need to be present and we need to be supportive and we need to make sure that these things stick and stay because it's so easy to make for this progress and then lose it because we take it for granted. Um, Effie is a consistent reminder to us that like we need to be excited about it. We need to be engaged with it. We need to be participating in it and also and i don't think we got to really talk about this with the mac cardona feud but like effie's also like bringing in the straights like effie is for everybody like everybody loves effie um so your wrestling fans who are not necessarily inclined to go to an, like the big gate brunch are still going to go to a gcw show watch that feud with Mac Cardona or whomever. And they're going to be plugged in and into what Effie is bringing because he's just that good and he makes those waves. So he is a gateway for so many people into a vast world of queer wrestling. So it makes sense. He, yeah, of course he would. <laughs> he's the gay tw- gateway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I keep making unintentional puns and then that'll just pick some right up. I love it. You know, teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: to to what i was saying, you know, two years ago, would we be where we were at? No, no, maybe not. With without Effie, and you know, Effie is hustled. He, in addition to doing you know the big gay brunches, I think that he has pushed. You know, a company like GCW to bring in more um, LGBTQ talent to their main shows, you know, not, not relegating them to only the big gay brunch, but mm-hmm. to push to have more representation on their regular shows. And it's, it's slow, but it's progressing. And really, that's all you can hope for. It's not going to happen overnight. We all know this, but you can see it moving forward. And to the point where, you you sort of, to what Emma was saying too, kind of like expect it now. Like you expect to see more LGBTQ talent on every show. You expect to see more, you know, you know, gay shows. Like you expect these things because you know that it's possible now. And some of these other people, um, and other shows that have come out it's like once one thing succeeds then you can see okay well if they can do it so can I and that's when you get the rise of like maybe like other you know queer themed shows like especially like you know fear the gay agenda you know not like overly present in the deathmatch community by and large you know prior to that but that show was fantastic and to feature you know different different roles for gay performers or queer performers is nice too it's you're not just relegated to like when you think of like you know think in your minds to like what did the WWE ever do for a queer performer besides give us what like Billy and Chuck and like think about how that was represented to how queer wrestlers are represented today. It's night and day. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's taking, saying, you know, we're not gonna let these companies show us how we're supposed to be. We're gonna show them how we are. And that is everything from the big gay brunch to, like I said, like Fear the Gay Agenda to, you know, any number of the other, and I'm sure there are more shows, I think maybe polyam cult parties fall under that kind of category where it's just a way to showcase so much more talent in ways that they really are and not these like weird manufactured stereotypes from the Mm straights.
0: No, I, I completely agree. I mean, Effie has been a driving force in, in the, the movement overall. Um, and specifically with GCW, like, you know, I think without Effie and, and Ali really kind of earning the, the praise of the audience there, you don't get matches as quickly as we've seen them come up. Like, you know, we just saw Dark Sheik and Sandra Moon main event LA Fights you know, the first LA fight show under the GCW brand. I don't know if you get that match in a main event place as quickly without Effie proving to Brett Lauderdale and to the GCW fan base that that company can embrace these, these identities. And you take that example and expand it just to a whole, like Effie has played such a large role in more and more of the pro wrestling community, embracing our community. And, and for that, like he definitely is worthy of the praise here i just love like looking at the nominee list that outside of two basically two or three everyone on this list was in my top 10 uh for the qwi 200 and i love the synergy between myself and and the and the voters here it's just dude you love to see it so yeah
1: <laughs> there's a reason why the top 10 is the top 10 and i think that the the voters kind of confirm that that like they make these impressions and everyone on the qwi 200 is is like worthy of that spot and like it's just wonderful to like have that many wrestlers to talk about who are you know identifying so many like beautiful um levels of gender and sexuality in that spectrum but um you know there is going to be a top 10 and those are going to be the people who are t- talked about most and making the biggest waves and biggest community impact and like effie is definitely definitely among them um definitely definitely one of the chief among among the, the current pillars of of queer wrestling you know who are your pillars and effie is
0: absolutely one of them no for sure congratulations to effie on all of the awards that he has won tonight
2: <laughs> are you going to send him like some digital gifts of like trophies and stuff Yeah. Oh, does he get some cuz
0: he gets them
1: like <laughs> i have to
0: figure out what i'm going to what i'm going to do i mean he already has his own award so we'll we'll figure something out um but for tonight, that, that is the QWI Awards for 2021. Thank you so much to, to M and Val for, for taking the time to kind of run through these with me. This is the first time we've done awards on this show, and I, I'm excited to uh, honor all these people and also to tweak these for next year because <laughs> everything is a work in progress. But congratulations to all the winners. M Val, let everybody know where they can find you and, and your work online.
1: Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at ForkedPGH. Uh, You can find Grit and Glitter, our show, on Twitter as well, Grit Glitter Podcast. You can email us, uh, send us your thoughts on women's wrestling and more. We cover a wide swath of things from lots and lots and lots and lots of LGBTQ plus uh, wrestling topics, as well as pretty much whatever we want these days. Um, We have our own awards happening very, very soon. I'm not sure when this episode drops, but hopefully you voted in the glitter bombs. If not, um, you can check that out hopefully at the, uh, the link of www.tiny.cc slash glitter bombs 21, um, nominate your favorites. Everybody is eligible aside from uh, assist male performers. So, uh, yeah, if you have favorites from this year, we've got categories, it's open ranked voting. So we don't tell you who to vote on. You just nominate, you vote who you want to vote for, um, write them in top uh your favorite choices at the top um and yeah we'll do the rest of the work for you so we'll have that awards um towards the end of the month but yeah, you can find us there and also we have a patreon uh greek litter pod on patreon where we do some fun like side podcasts and um hopefully we'll be releasing more stuff in the coming months and all of the money that we get there after we offset our podcast costs Um, we put right back into the wrestling ecosystem and we use it to sponsor matches and sponsor promotions, especially with like queer and and women and femme talent. So yeah, by supporting us, you support the wrestling that you love like so many of the people on this uh, year's QWI awards. So yeah, check us out. Yeah, listen to us every Tuesday. So you can find me on Twitter at Val Pancakes.
2: Um, In addition to being a member of the Glitterati and working with M, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. Um, it's been really cool being able to do some different kinds of work and um, stories where it's a little bit more like theme focused, which I thoroughly, again, thoroughly enjoy. Do go check, I think it's Grit Glitter Pod on Twitter. Do follow that, watch, watch, watch that. Listen to that on, on Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Additionally, I also do um, have my own little kind of deal um, it's called The Stack, um, and it is at The Stack TBM on Twitter. Um, I work with the Bald Monkeys, where I get to sit down and interview wrestlers. Um, as I kind of stated earlier, I pretty much get to talk to anybody I want to, which is awesome. So um, we talk with um, LGBTQ performers, women, um, and not just wrestling performers either, but um, representing all facets of the wrestling business, from promoters um, we've talked with photographers. Um, we're talking with referees, um, ring announcers, commentators—you name it. Like we're we're hitting everybody. So um, maybe you coming soon? But um, it's at the Stack TBM on Twitter, the Bald Monkeys on Twitter. Um, we do a live to Twitch, so everything that we do is a live stream, and then the recording goes up for you to listen to. So if you're interested in trying, if you have questions for anybody, like I recommend checking us out. It's a little different than what most people do, which is awesome. And I just, I love talking with people. I love talking in general. Thank you, Brian, for letting me talk here. Um, I told you earlier today, I was like, I want to be everywhere. I want to be annoyingly everywhere next year. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I'm just going to take over. It's fine. I'm going to take over everything. I'm going to be everywhere. Nobody will be able to escape me. It'll be great. and i just i love i love wrestling and especially for me independent wrestling and being able to highlight people that are doing great work within the community as wrestlers but also just kind of as people and um being able just to just to highlight that and work with as many people as i can
0: no that was (laughs) (laughs) long-winded no you are you are totally fine i'm stoked that y'all were able to join for the for for the show and Yo, if you want to be everywhere, Val, fucking get it. Go for 20 it. Twenty twenty two. You're go. Val. <laughs> all right. Well, thank y'all. My thanks once again to Em and Val for coming on the show and and helping me run through all of the the winners. Congratulations to all of you, all of the winners for the fan voted QWI awards for this year. Um, As I said at the end of the show, definitely going to be looking back at at all of the feedback that you left on the ballot as well as uh, any feedback I have for myself when coming out of this and tweaking these for next year because I want to make these um, as best as they can be. I want to make sure that our celebration of LGBTQ pro wrestling on an annual basis uh, maintains the same quality that all the other celebrations of pro wrestling, whether it be, you know, as a generalized field or to specific communities or specific identities. Um, I want this to stand up against all of them. And for that to happen, I can't rest on my laurels. And, and I can assure you, I'm not going to do that. Um, once again, thank you so much for all of your patience. And thank you to everyone for going and reading the QWI 200 and, and um, showing it as much appreciation and, and love. Um, I really, truly enjoy putting that together, uh, as much work as it is, but you know, I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel passionate about it, and I'm glad to see that passion reflected in so many of you, both honorees, other LGBTQ pro wrestlers, other LGBTQ people in pro wrestling, or just simply the people that enjoy watching these people perform um, as often as possible. It's amazing to see. I can't wait to do all of this next year. Um. Yeah, I think that's a good place to leave it there, especially because, <laughs> because uh, y'all have waited so long for this. So I'm going to stop here, say uh, that I will see you all next week uh, for another episode and uh, get ready for holiday season, I guess. But until then, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and get your booster, if at all possible. And... Rest in peace, Jimmy Ray. Everybody Everybody's ready to die. Everybody Everybody's ready
2: to die. They didn't see you coming from the top of the bridge. See me to deal with the demon till I love a good bit. But the moon is high, and the devil is chopping stick. It's the
0: bully six, six, six.